Well, let's look at Matthew 1, verse 18 this morning. Hard to believe uh, in some ways that uh, Friday is Christmas Eve. In some ways it's okay. And you've been around long enough, you realize that's just what happened. So here we are again. So in that sense, it's not hard to believe. We've seen this before, but still goes quick. Verse 18, Matthew 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. You know, this happened. This is not somebody's just story. What we're reading here, this happened. This is real. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, they, that she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So, you know, they hadn't come together as husband and wife, but she's pregnant, and he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice to her. I'm going to put her away quietly, not make a show of her. Uh, he's a good man. Verse 20 says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take uh, to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Do you imagine? I mean, this, this really happened. You know, we know the end. We know what happened. But Joseph is a very young man, and he has an angel. His wife is pregnant. He hasn't heard the story of Jesus and the manger and all that. He's just, he's just going into life, and his wife's pregnant. Now, his first thought is not, not that's of God. He's like wondering, okay, you know, I, I got to deal with this. An angel appears to him and says, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for what this pregnancy is of God. Now we're like, well, of course, that's we've heard this since we grew up. He doesn't know any of that. He's like, I mean, what's going through this man's mind? How? How does that work? I mean, he doesn't, he's, he's just like you and me. The people that we read about in the Bible uh, are just like you and me. Jesus is the Son of God. You know, he's 100% man, 100% God. He's in a different class, but he walked, he had to walk in this body, so he understands what we experience, but he was the spotless, sinless Son of God. Everybody else you read about, um, they're exactly like you and me. Joseph, no exception. He's just, he's going to have thoughts just like you and me. He's going to be like, what is going on? You know, you think, well, oh, yeah, I'd fall in the line. I'd say, oh, angel, okay, great. Well, just put that into the present tense. When God tells you something by His Word, then just act on that. Okay? You don't know what's coming, and we got to act on God's Word just like Joseph, even though he didn't know it was coming. He didn't know the story. He didn't know the end. Uh, same thing. Um, easy to look back when we know the end and go, hey, why don't you just get with the program? Well, um, it's not so easy. we got to walk by faith. When we're going forward and God brings uh, His Word to us and tells us what to do, we just have to act on that uh, by faith and trust Him. Verse 21 says, She will bring forth a son, 
and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child. So not only did it happen, it was prophesied that it would happen. And bear a son, and they came, or they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Verse 24, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and who did not and did not know her, they didn't come together as man and wife, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's look at Luke 2, verse 8. Luke 2, verse 8 says, Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So these, these shepherds are out, you know what, in the fields, and they see these angels, or see the angel of the Lord stood before them, and then they see a host of angels. But same thing. They're just like you and me. They're doing their job, and all of a sudden, they see, they see an angel, and then they see a multitude of angels declaring what God is doing on the earth. They've never seen anything like this. They haven't seen the Christmas pageants. They didn't never see the, the Charlie Brown special. They don't know what's going on. They don't know. I mean, they, they don't know where this is going. But God is declaring what He is doing in the earth at this point. And this is not, this is so much more um, than just something that we, that, that certain segments of the population on the earth believe as their little story, you know, because you have to believe something or you choose to believe nothing, but that's still believing something. That, that's just the story for the Christian segment that's, you know, that we, we tell in December and before, and especially when we get towards Christmas, because it's just the holiday that this religion celebrates and makes us feel good. It is so much more than that. It is the reality of God declaring what He's doing on the earth to humanity. I mean, you know, you hear the, the songs. There's, it's great that there's Christmas songs that are, that are Christian, um, you know, that you can listen to so much... So there, there's so many secular songs that have overtaken that, but there is a lot more Christian uh, music, contemporary music. But, you know, if, and that's, that's great, uh, but don't let it be something where it's just kind of a ritual that, okay, listen to these certain songs and it makes us feel good and it's just all kind of hunky-dory and everything is great. It is proclaiming 
If it's truly uh, you know, a Christian song uh, that is based on the Word of God, it's proclaiming a truth that is eternal, that really happened to all the world, and that is the reality now. It's not just, oh, Jesus came and it's great, and we just celebrate Jesus during December, and you know, then we go back to normal life, and it's kind of like, this is what we're doing over here, celebrating this time of the year, but then we got real life, and this kind of doesn't really apply to real life, but we celebrate it anyway. That's just, that just becomes religion. It, it, it can become, you know, even if we know the truth, it can become dumbed down to where it's like, oh, love this song because it makes me feel good, you know, just this time of the year, and separate it from the reality that what God is declaring here, what He's doing here, is a change in the whole world. He's saying, I'm doing something different and bringing man close to me. And that will affect everything. Even in 2021, going into 2022, affects life affects normal life, what we're doing now, not just, well, you know, I, I feel good when I, when I think about uh, the Christmas story, I feel good when I listen to certain, it just makes me feel good. What's well, not about the feelings, does it apply, does it come into our today, does it come into our reality that what is being declared is God's peace toward men, that there is a Savior in the earth, being brought into the earth, that will actually change things so radically that it will allow men who, were, who are not perfect to come into the presence of a perfect God and walk with Him in the day-to-day nitty-gritty of life, to, to overcome in life, to walk with Him in peace, to have peace. God, peace toward us, and then us having peace as we walk through this realm. So we celebrate it right now. We spend some more time on it right now. Uh, you know, you can... How to say it? You know, you could. It's like... Yeah, we know we're celebrating it, and you know there's people that aren't Christians that, uh, you know, know about the Christian, the, the Christmas story, uh, as people would call it, and they um, maybe know of Christians, and like, well, that's what they're celebrating. But, you know, sometimes it's like you, you know, you're trying to sneak up. The sentiment is almost like you're trying to sneak up on people to try to give them this Christmas story, because some people don't come to church, you know, only on Christmas or only on Easter, as if it's just some kind of, you know, um, almost a caricature of what it really is. It's the truth. I mean, it's, it, it's the, it's the world-changing power of Almighty God in the world. It's not like, well, if you do this and this, then, you know, you'll come into the club. It is God's power on the earth that changed the relationship between men and God forever. For all eternity. It's not something that, let's see if I can convince you of this. We, we need to understand we can be bold, not rude, not, but just down to earth. This is what happened. In other words, like we, we started out saying, 
This is not just a story. This is a fact of where we're at now. This affects 2021, affects 2022, that we can just, in normal layman's terms, when we're talking to somebody, this is what God through Jesus has done for me. Don't got to get Christian easy about it. Don't got to get preachy about it. You know, I'm preaching now, but you don't have to get in somebody's face and be like, and Jesus, I mean, unless God leads you to do that, you're just talking about what he's actually doing. What did he do? What is he? What has he brought? And you know, sometimes when you look at, at it uh, in that way, realize it's the truth, we'll realize sometimes we're segmenting our life and putting it over what we believe at this time, because if you were talking about something, about what, what you believe about the Christmas uh, message, and then what we actually believe, because what do we walk out, that they're two different things. We think, oh, Jesus has done this and this, and then what am I going to do here and now? Jesus is the Savior of the world. He's come to change everything. But good night. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this situation this week. It's like there's a disconnect. Well, that means it's kind of a story to us. But what's the reality? He came as Savior. He came, it says here, if we go back to verse 10, then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And then when the heavenly host appeared, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. On earth what? Peace. Doesn't mean everybody's just going to get along. That, no, there is going to be in the millennium. That's different in the future. Right now, it's saying, God, there's peace toward people. Through what? Through Jesus, if we'll receive it. And peace for us in this life, in the middle of this crazy world, if we'll receive it and believe it. That's why Jesus came. Now, it says, on earth peace and goodwill toward men. You know, God, is His will is good toward people. They may not receive it. They may not see it. But if we only knew it, His will, His, He is, has goodwill toward us now. As much as we believe it in this context, at this time of the year, right now, every day, Going forward from when Jesus came, it changed the communication and changed the, the relationship between men and God forever. And so that affects now. There is peace uh, in our lives and goodwill toward us. In, in the, um, I didn't give you the translation, the Passion Translation. Do you have the Passion Translation of Luke 2.14? Good job. It says, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. For there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. Jesus came so we could have peace so we could have relationship with God, so we could have peace in the storms of life, so we could have hope so we could understand that He is with us, that He's for us, that He is toward us now, all because of what Jesus did. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Isn't that what it said in, in Matthew? That He would save His people from their sins. That He came to save us, to bring us rest, to bring us peace, that it is an active he, yes, we, we, when, we, when we believe on Him, we're born again. We become new, new creatures. But if that's all it was, and we just went forth without the knowledge of what He's done, and that reality, and that excitement, the, the vitality, the life of what He's done, then it becomes ineffective. Because yes, you're saved, but you go through life like you're not. Like this isn't a truth. Like he's not the real reality of the Savior right now, that what we believe uh, the Word says is true in our life, it's true for real, that he didn't come to condemn us, but he came that the world might be saved. Well, saved is a big word. We're not talking about just transitioning from uh, death to life, that we would be whole, that we would have everything we need, that we would have life that we would be able to function in this life the way God created us to function. That's what Jesus did is bring that back so that it's not all based on us. It's based on what Jesus did and our response to what He did. Let's look at Isaiah. We're going to read a few verses in Isaiah that we're looking forward to what Jesus did. When He showed up, you know, what we read about in, uh, in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, when He showed up on the earth, there had been a lot that had been spoken out and a lot that was uh, already prophesied that He would be coming and what He was going to do. Isaiah 9, verse 6. It says, for, the, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called or his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace said the government will be on his shoulder he is the one that bore up under sin the bible said he became sin for us it's on him he's the savior He's the one that came for this very purpose to be the Savior so that we could experience peace, so that we could experience goodwill, so that we could experience rest in, in this realm. Now, Isaiah 45, verse 21. It says, Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from it? from ancient time. Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved, all, the, all you ends of earth, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself. 
The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall take an oath. To who? The name of Jesus. This was showing that this was going to happen. And we're living in the reality of it now that the, the Savior that has been prophesied that what God really wanted to do in humanity was consummated in the Lord Jesus Christ. And his, He had to come. He had to be born. If He wasn't born, He couldn't go to the cross and be raised from the dead. But it was completely complete. It was completed in His death, burial, and resurrection. What we're talking about this time of the year is that He came. But really, if he had come and he hadn't died for us, and he hadn't, if he had died for us, but he hadn't uh, rose from the dead, it still wouldn't have done anything. But we, we celebrate the fact that, he, that God was sending his son, that this plan of God was coming into fruition in the earth. This is the reality that we live in. This is the reality that we know and that we can continue to walk in in our lives. Is it's not compart don't compartmentalize it. Don't let this be too simple. Well, yeah, we talk about Jesus during this time of the year. This changed everything and we walk in it now. This is a good reminder. It's a good just, you know, uh boost to remind ourselves of what he's done but what it when it really uh, takes effect is when we bring it that whole truth all the magnificence of of god sending his son and all the magnificence of the announcement and the angels and what god did as he brought his son up through life and he walked through this world as a part from all humanity, he was 100% man, but he was 100% God as he walked through all that God did and, and the, the magnificence of calling his son into, into this realm. When we let it go into our every day and realize that magnificence, that, that event that happened, that was so our lives would be different. It changes every day to be impacted to that level. See, we, we, we kind of ramp up and we're like, oh yeah, Jesus, oh yeah, this is the reason for this season. That's true. But when we let that same emphasis start ringing out that He's the reason I can walk today. He's the reason I can be at peace today. He's the reason that I can walk and rest. He's the reason that God has my back is because of Him. That he, He's not going off the scene. That he, is, uh, he has already come. He has risen from the dead. We thank God that He has made the way for me to be right. He is the Savior. What they were prophesying about from old here, we are walking in the reality it's actually been thousands of years. But it's, it's living and vital now. Right today. You know, sometimes it just, we see so much, there's so much darkness in the world. The Bible talks about the, the dark is going to get darker, but the light hasn't changed. That light that started, that was prophesied back here in Isaiah that was saying this is coming. That's, that's way back in the distance now, but it is no different. It, it, if anything, it's gotten brighter. When the dark gets darker, the, the light gets brighter. And so right now, that truth 
as much as, you know, we live in a society that mocks what we're talking about here as far as this is, you know, people will, will have the idea this is uh, something somebody uneducated would believe. This is something that, oh sure, people bought this in times past because we just didn't have the information that we had. We didn't know about the reality of so many things. And so they bought this. But now, you know, this is what people say. We're, we're, we're more, this is the sentiment. We're more educated. We know that all the religions are the same and that this is just something somebody needs to believe. And this is just one story. There is so much of that cynicism and darkness because the enemy is at work and those are ideas and persuasions from darkness, from the devil. He, he puts those things in men's minds knowing, I mean, the very idea that there's no devil comes from the devil. And people think they're educated to believe that. And actually the supernatural is at work to convince people there's no supernatural. There's no, um, there's not a reverence for the things of God because people think there's nothing to revere. They've dumbed it down to just this little blip, this just, that's your version of the feel-good story. That's your version, you know, that's the Christian version of kind of the end of the year celebration. No, it's, it's God Almighty bringing His truth on the scene, be it, uh, announcing it for years and years, and then announcing it to the world when it was coming, and then proclaiming it to the world. And then we're here, and we are lights in this darkness. And so there is this pervasive there's darkness in the world that tries to snuff out the reality of God's power and His uh, plan of salvation in the world, trying to undermine the truths and take people away from simple faith that God is the Savior, that Jesus is the Son of God, and try to get them to focus on what, they, what would just be seeming like details, try to get you to argue, well, how did the virgin birth happen? That's impossible. See, we know that's, that, that may have been a myth that, that ignorant people took and, and understood and just swallowed, but now we know that's not possible, so explain that. That just can't happen. Who said it can't happen? Where does that thought come from? Do we know everything? Do we think as a people that we know everything? We know we don't know everything. There's so many things we as humanity can't solve, but we're going to emphatically say this can't happen. There's nothing. People will mock prophecy. I'm talking about like what the Word of God, what we're saying here, that, well, that's just, you know, people are just saying stuff out of their head. Oh, sure, people can say stuff out of their head, but there's a real. Well, that's just, you know, because there has been a lot of weirdness stuff, and there is a lot of stuff in different cultures where it's like, well, this is the Word of God. No, this is the Word of God. No, this is the Word of God. And so people just can throw up their hands and say, well, it's all just, it's just all fake. Well, you can say all kinds of things. are just, well, I just don't understand, so that's all fake. That doesn't change the reality. 
There's a reality that Jesus came, that He was prophesied as the Savior. God announced Him as the Savior. He went about showing He was the Savior. He gave His, He laid down His life, gave um, witness, or He had witnesses that saw what He did. They went out, they saw His resurrection. They went out proclaiming that He was the Savior. We have the written Word of God proclaiming that He's the Savior. And now you and I, through word of mouth, through the Word of God, through some way, came to that knowledge, believed it with our heart, and so now we are actually walking in the result of what we're talking about here that happened thousands of years ago, thousands of years before that was prophesied, then it happened, and now that same light and that same reality is what is going on on the earth now, even though the darkness will try to tell you it's all passed away. It's no different. It's the same right now as it was in, in the, the, the days of the apostles. That truth, that, that, that uh, vitality, that life, that urgency is still real. The, the power in the name of Jesus is real. What He did is real. Just because there's a darkness on the earth that tries to push it down, there is actually the same light and more so because the world is so dark. You know as well as I do, when, when it's dark, just a little bit of light shines so brightly. When, it, when it's light, you know, if you go out in the middle of, of a bright, uh, shiny day uh, in the middle of July, uh, you can't, if you, if you had your phone out, you can't even tell from a distance if the thing's on or not. In fact, the sun is shining so brightly off your screen that, that that reflection would completely wash out your screen and you couldn't even see the stuff on the screen, but you can see the reflection from the sun. But you can't tell if there's any light coming from the screen. In fact, it can be so bright you can't even hardly see your screen when you're looking at it. You have it on full brightness and you're looking at it and you can't see it. Know what I'm talking about? But you get it in the middle of dark, and I'm not even talking about here. Like around this area, we have so much light coming from the cities and everything that there's still, uh, uh, even when it's dark, it's still pretty light. But you get out, but even in that case, you can see light so much better at night. But you get to where there is no light whatsoever. And you go up on a hill, if you can find your way. And you take your phone out and put it on low setting. You could put that up and you could see it for a good distance. If you put it all the way up, you could probably see it for miles. Same light, same phone, but the only difference is it's totally dark around it, so it makes it completely shine. You could point fingers at the light and say, well, that's not the light. See how dark it is. Everybody can see there's a light. And that seems so stupid to be like, well, that's not the light. That's not light. That seems like absurd, but that is what's going on. It is so dark, and yet the light, because see, the reality is there's a supernatural help for people to go away from the truth and the light. As simple as what we're talking about today is, that a child can understand it. We know that we've had child Christmas pageants over the years, and this simple 
truth and story can be understood by a three-year-old as simple as it is. It's been so obscured to where people say it's just blaring. The light's there and people say that's not light. In fact, there is no light because look around, it's so dark and we can't believe anything anymore and we just don't have any hope anymore. And all the while, this truth is still there. It's just that it's had so much um, help by the darkness, by, by the enemy to try to obscure it for people to think, well, no, that's not light. There's something else that's light. And really, we don't know what's light. And we don't know if light even exists. And people are so confused when all the while the truth is there. Jesus came. He came by a virgin. He grew up sinless, spotless. He went to the cross, he was buried, he rose from the dead, and he has the keys to death and the grave, and he has made it so that mankind can have peace with God and walk with him. It's as light and as true and as simple as can be, but it just tries to get obscured, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Don't be deceived into thinking because it's not complicated that it's not true. It's quite the opposite. The more complicated something gets, and when we try to explain something and it seems complicated, it's a sure sign we don't understand what we're talking about. When we really get the essence of something, you can make something very complicated sound simple. I mean, it is very complicated. What we just said about Jesus coming, we can't explain how He came. We can't explain that, that the fact that these words were spoken over time and made it possible for him to be then conceived in a young girl without the help of a man and what by the Holy Spirit and that he was the son of the living God come to earth, back up, how, you know, that this whole thing was created by a God. And that he, the, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and Jesus was conceived. And when he did come and live and he died and he rose from the dead, that that paid for all the sins of every person that had ever lived. And that was the plan of God for all ages. We don't understand at a high level any of it. We don't understand, if you can show me the calculus of how Jesus' blood equals and more than equals and pays for every person that's ever has existed and ever will exist, we can't write that down. You can't show me the math. You can't show me scientifically how the Holy Spirit could come on Mary and she could come with child. But you can make all of it very simple to where a child can understand what happened, can believe it, can act on it. And yet so many people have gotten sidetracked by thinking because that part's simple and because you don't have questions of something else, that that means it's not true and they are deceived and walk away. When in fact, the reality, it's, it's very complex. We don't understand everything, but the reality when you get it summed up in the Word of God, it's very simple to where you can't explain it with your head and all that's left is you believe. And God gave every person the capacity with their heart to believe. And the enemy, see, he works in an intellectual realm. Over time, 
trying to get people sidetracked and get them concerned with little side issues. And he'll tell them that's the main issue to where the very simple thing that a three-year-old could say, I believe that. They could understand it. Maybe they can't act on it quite yet, but the very young person could actually act on it and believe it and understand it even earlier. Somebody that's been here for decades would think they're so smart they don't believe in a God at all. And they think everything we just read is complete nonsense because of other ideas. And convinced that they can prove certain things when in fact there's so much that we can't prove that we couldn't, we couldn't come up with any uh, real explanation for a different belief system, but they'll say, well, this doesn't work. I, we can't explain this. But nobody said you're going to, supposed to explain it. God didn't say go into all the world and explain the gospel. He said go out into all the world and declare it. That's what, and it's just as true now as it was when it was, when it first went out. Even if we didn't have all the technology, even if we didn't have the quote-unquote understanding. See, when we believe Him and make His Word the truth, just come to Him simply, saying, God, I don't understand all that. Oh, I don't understand the ins and outs, but I can read. And I understand what you said. And I understand that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came to die for all mankind, that if I believe on Him, I can be saved. We can act on that and not understand any of the nuts and bolts of it and still experience His peace in our life. And to go further then, if we'll say, you know, He said that there's peace toward us. He said that we could have rest. He said that He will take care of us. And we can say, well, I don't understand how it's going to happen. How will this happen and that happen? And if we'll just come to where it's the same way, I don't understand the nuts and bolts, but I can read and I understand what you said, so I'm just going to believe that that's when it becomes real in our lives. It's the same, it's the same pattern because God's Word is true and by believing it and acting on it, it makes it vital in our lives. He is the Savior and He came for us to be right with Him and to have peace and life in this realm. Now, for us, we read in Matthew uh, 11, verse 20, or 28. We were looking at this last week. Let's look at it briefly. It says, Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Don't separate that from the fact that the one talking is the Savior. Why can he say that? Because He's the one that was sent by God. He is God Himself that came into the earth for us to have peace. And you're seeing Him start to walk it out and say to people, If you need peace, if you need rest, come to Me because I have been sent for this purpose. And that simple truth 
affects our life when we take it just as it says and not try to complicate. Let's read it again, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Well, that, that sums up majority of the world. He's talking to people that are following him, but this, this truth, that's true for everybody. If they'll come to him and bow their knee to him, then they can step through to, to actually experiencing peace. And then if we'll keep doing it through our Christian life, we can still experience peace because he is the Savior, not just to bring us to God, but for us to walk to God, walk with God, because that's why he came. That's the truth. He said, I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you. See, he said the government was on his shoulder. He's doing the heavy lifting. He's, he, he became sin for us. He was the one that took all our iniquities, all our sins on him. He became it and he allowed us by believing on him to be right with God. Now he's saying, take my yoke upon you. It's light. Religion will crush you because you can't handle it. Jesus bore that weight, so now what He gives us can be light. The peace that God said was toward us is ours through Him. He came to bear up everything so that we then can walk through in lightness and victory and rest when we look to the Savior. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why can that be? See, again, people say, well, I, I just, yeah, but then there's this and this and this. We come to him simply. A child can understand what we're saying. You're explaining to a child, you say, do what God, through what Jesus has given you to do, and it won't be hard. It'll be easy. Now, what we do as adults and break it down and go, yeah, but I got this to do and this to do. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's sure. That's, that's fine. That sounds really good. But there's this and this in my life and this, and I got to explain this, and I have to do this and this. And see, we start getting into the weeds where if we'll just come back up to, he said his yoke is easy. He's the Savior that came to the earth. If I can believe the Savior came to the earth by a virgin, then I can believe that his yoke is easy, and now I can just walk in that too. I mean, really, if we're going to really say that we can believe all the miracles, but, you know, in day to day, Jesus can't, he just can't get it done. I mean, I'm dealing with real life. Well, that's why he came, is for us to deal with real life. Doesn't matter what the year is, doesn't matter what the century is. He came so that we could experience him as Savior now. I mean, if he's not Savior now, what good is it uh, to us practically? I'm not being blasphemous. Of course, you're right with God. But what? He can't, he can't deal with all the nonsense that, that we deal with in, in this world now. He can't do that. He was just, you know, we talk about how powerful the name of Jesus is. We talk about how, how amazing it is that he came to the earth. But then, what, he can't get it done in 2021? Everybody would say, well, of course he can. Okay, then we just bring it right back to as simple as we can tell the Christmas story, as simple as we can tell that truth, and we look at his word and let him be true in his word at that same level. Just like, well, he said it's easy. He said he'd give me peace, so I'm going to have peace. And your mind can fight you a thousand ways saying, yeah, but there's yeah, but this, this, this. And if we'll just bring it back 
and say, no, but he said. So he'll show me how. I, I just believe he knows what he's talking about. He'll show me. Just the same way somebody said, well, I just don't understand how you can believe on the Lord Jesus and that can make you right with God. I just don't get it. You don't have to get it. Just act like it's true and it'll work. Let's look at Romans 3.19 in closing. It says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. A picture of what, what humanity, the condition they're in before Jesus. The law tells you all the things that are wrong with you and what, how you can't get to God, but it's saying you're not going to be justified by trying to do all that. Verse 21, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. What is that? That's Jesus coming on the scene. The righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. That's when the angels were announcing Jesus. That's when they're saying peace toward men. That's when they're saying God is, uh, he is saving his people through the Lord Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus because he will save his people. From what? From the inability to contact God because we aren't perfect. That's what was being announced, that you couldn't come to God through, uh, your, through the um, law. But verse 21 then says, The righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, these scriptures that pointed to Jesus coming, that prophesied Him coming. Verse 22, Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. The righteousness of God is what was being declared to those those uh, shepherds, they were, the angels were declaring that Jesus is the Savior, that there's a way to God that's coming into the earth right now that wasn't before, but it's happening right now, that God will have peace toward men, and that righteousness, that right standing with God, was not through what we did. It's not through a bunch of complicated procedures. It says it was through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. It breaks it down to where anybody can do it. We can believe it. Don't have to understand it, but can believe it. And as we believe it, it becomes so. It says, For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody is in the same boat being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, which was what was being proclaimed. Verse 25, Whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood. What started when they were declaring it to the shepherds was what was going to be consummated when He shed His blood and rose from the dead, that that was, that was God setting forth the payment by His blood, notice, through faith, to demonstrate His, God's righteousness, 
because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Not the one that you know, thinks he knows more than what God has said in His Word. Not the one that can you know, go into a bunch of theories, but the one that has faith in Jesus. God Himself becomes the justifier for that person, not just coming into relationship with Him, but daily. That when we relate to God. We relate to the challenges of this world based on our faith in God through our Lord Jesus, and He becomes our justifier. He becomes our Savior in a vital, alive sense, and He helps us in the daily work of this life to walk in peace, walk in rest, walk in all that God sent Jesus for. He is the Savior. He isn't a story. He isn't just a child's account. He is the Savior then, and He's the Savior now, and by simply trusting Him. Coming as a child and saying, I don't get all these things. But one thing I do know is that you're true, you're faithful, I see what your word says, and I'm going to experience it. Not because, because he's devil tried to look at your, get you to look at your shortcomings. That's the whole reason the Savior came. You take it right back off that and say it's not based on the righteousness of the law. It's based on what Jesus did, and I'm going to walk everything in my life out through what Jesus did, and I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm going to just stay at that point where I'm looking at the Savior, and now I can walk in fullness of life, Christmas, or February, or July, I can walk in that newness of life, I can walk in that righteousness because He is the Savior, and His light and His truth is just as bright in this day as it ever has been. It's just simply us taking a hold of it, believing it, declaring it, acting like it's so, and walking in His life. Amen.